Holy crap, it's Tuesday. We skipped right over Monday. We didn't really skip it. I mean, I went to work. But I didn't do any podcasting. I didn't get on and give you some sort of report about how my weekend gaming went. or what. I wasn't immediately right out of the gate with the news. <clears throat> There's no news. I mean, yeah, I, I did some gaming. Uh, really, is there anything better? Let's, let's think about this for a second. You know, what, what your childhood consisted of. Was there anything really better in your early, like your, 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 your tweens and your early teens? And like you and a few of your buddies spending what seems like a ridiculous amount of time playing D&D. And the pizza man rings the doorbell. And he brings you four pies of your choosing and many sodas that are unhealthy. And uh, you take a break to swallow the cheese and dough and sauce concoction. And, and did you ever, like, I, was, I had this experience this Saturday, which, or Sunday, sorry, which I hadn't had the last few sessions, you know, we're older, we're a little more reserved, we're... We're new to one another. This group is not, uh, not has not been playing a long time. And while I know one of the players for a long time, the other two are new friends of mine. So it's, you know, it's new. But there were moments where I felt, a, and I'm running the game, mind you, I'm not, uh, not playing. But there were moments where I felt sort of uh, gone, like myself was gone. And I was the NPC or the monster or whatever. <laughs> and uh, we get so few of those moments. You know, you're on the pizza drug and the dice are all out and you've drawn the room and the map on the, on the big, you know, water, uh, water marker. Roll out hex slash square grid. And there's some minis on the table. And it's going down and you're not you for that moment. It, it, I've, ne I've not had an experience where it lasts like an entire five or six hour session or whatever. Look, as a kid, we would play all day and all night. We, you know, it's ridiculous how many hours we spent. But, but now we've got like a five hour block uh, on every other Sunday. That's how we block it out. And, and for a few moments at different times during that game on Sunday, I was gone. You know, I was just channeling what was happening. There was, it was, it was a, it was, you know, I sort of like, we've been two, we're two, or this is our third, that was our third session. I think that was our third session. I decided to push into a, uh, to a bit of a dungeon delve this time we've done some city stuff not really a city adventure but some city stuff uh the game had opened on a small dungeon but i decided to open a, a bigger crawl up um to make it available to them they didn't uh they didn't have to uh, go in that direction but they did um I think, you know, early on, we're all looking for some sort of direction to go. So just putting anything out there for the players, I think, makes it intriguing. 
and and yeah there were moments where i was lost where my head was elevated and i was the npcs who also may or may not have been the bad guys at that moment and it was great felt good you know when it was all said and done when we parted company for the day uh i felt like i had had an actual gaming experience that is a lot harder for me with virtual tabletop i'm not saying it's impossible but it's a lot harder i enjoy it a great deal i, mean, I love just the act of gaming so just playing is fine uh or running you know is great uh, but it was it's very they are very different experiences playing with people at the table and playing with folks over the internet and i appreciate both of them for what they are but if i had my way i mean if there were no boundaries and no restrictions and no problems and all of our lives had no boundaries no restrictions and no problems i think it's safe to say that i would game at least uh once a week for many many hours at a time at a table as opposed uh to running a game online which i do um i play in one i run one and i run the one in my house and the one in my house it's really i i finally feel like i'm beginning to sort of recapture you know i played i had a game uh that was running for it was maybe running for about a year uh a few years back at my apartment before we moved and uh, we definitely had some moments like that um we were playing uh Labyrinth Lord, uh, Ace at the time. Uh, and, and we had some moments, but uh, this feels, this felt even better, you know. So I just want to lay it out there. Like I had a, had a really good gaming session this weekend. And I think what defines a really good gaming session is, of course, did everybody have a good time, which I think they did. Um, were goals accomplished? Were the players' goals and the characters' goals, were they aligned and, and satisfied? I think so. Uh, was I somehow, like, creatively satisfied? Yeah. And that's maybe the biggest one for me. Because, you know, I feel like, for me, it really is tapping into a certain creative energy that, as an adult, um, or as adults, we don't, many of us, you know, we lose sight of that. We go to work every day. We raise families. We have responsibilities. And we have, by society, been taught to just push all of that creative energy down and get just get the job done. Just get it fucking done. Get it done. And that sucks. Um, it sucks because if you're not, making or creating something it doesn't have to be art just anything uh if you're not invested emotionally in whatever you're doing then you're you're kind of killing like that part of yourself so i think that's what that's what role-playing does for us you know different people find it different ways for some people they go out they play softball you know sunday morning and that's where they get that energy from playing that game i i don't get that energy from doing that but i i can see where someone would 
there's not really an activity, I don't think. I mean, there are some people who just go out and work in the garden for two or three hours on a nice day, you know, nice day. And that's, that's what they're, that, and then they go out and they look at what they've done and it's, that's their, that's their thing. It's just our thing. You know, I don't think any one thing is better, stupider, dumber, greater, any other. Uh, but in this particular instance, in this case, I felt good, you know. I had moments where I didn't feel good. You know, there was, uh, um, yeah, I was following the, it, it's a, it's a pre-done module and um, it's a good one, you know, it's, it's malleable, easily, easily malleable to my particular group and situation, my campaign. But it's nice, uh, you know, we don't have the time to devote to drawing maps like we did or stocking rooms like we did. So at least I don't for sure. If you do, fantastic. I wish I had that kind of time. I have the energy and I have the desire. I just don't have the time. So I will often uh, pull maps and modules, sort of obscure ones. You know, I don't necessarily want to rehash the... Uh, I love Keep on the Borderland. You know, I love Caves of Chaos. I love um, I love Temple of Elemental Evil. I love uh, <sighs> Tomb of Horrors. I, I love that stuff, but I'm, I'm not trying to revisit it. And, and I'm not trying to push the memories of, of my players into remembering what one thing was or another thing was. Sort of, you know, look, it's impossible not to metagame, at least inside your own head. I think it's very hard. Uh, but by providing a module that nobody's played before, I think that's key. And, and again, you know, they don't, they don't necessarily, I mean, they know that, you know, I'm flipping pages around and clearly I've printed something out. I don't know that they know what I've printed, what I've printed out or whether I've done it or something. Else. But that's not the point. The point is that it cut down my, um, my prep time. Uh, I tried to familiarize myself with it. And, and so one of the stumbling blocks I had a little bit uh, this weekend was that I was running off of whatever treasure was, was being pumped out of this particular module. And, you know, since we're doing since we're playing some of the rules, some of the time, um, but we do play where, you know, a gold piece is a gold piece is an experience point, you know, so uh, help move guys along. And, 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 and in the third session, they got enough gold and, and killed enough monsters that uh, everybody leveled the thief leveled twice, which I think is not uncommon in AD and D um, that thief has very low experience requirements uh, to get from first to third. It, it, it gets a bit harder uh, by fourth, but, uh, he definitely has it a bit easy earlier on. And I guess sort of it's deserved. So he, he jumped a level and that made me think, oh, did I push that too hard? I don't know if there would have been a way to balance that necessarily. Oh, I think I might have pushed it too hard, but but I don't know. I struggle with that a little bit. I don't think I money hold the thing. Um, but, but I think that so, whoever wrote the module maybe was a little heavy handed with what things may or may not be worth. I don't know what standard they were using. So that was it. It was a good Sunday. I got the gaming done. I got the gaming in. Uh, I felt better. It rained all day, which always makes gaming better. I don't know why. You're inside. You're playing the game. You're killing five hours. And if it's pouring rain the whole time, you certainly don't feel like you're missing an outside activity, which is good. As far as the pawn shop's concerned, I wish I had something interesting to talk to you about. I, I think it's been a fairly calm week. I mean, we're over the hump of the first, which is always... Um, opening my backpack which is always an event the first um you know we have customers coming in need to free their stuff and now we're just having that slow trickle back in of, of jewelry finding its way back into the safe uh 
I think in earlier podcasts, I've talked about that before. Um, I did have this uh, really weird, uh, well, I'm not even going to bring it up. Just a, a weird guy came in. He, all he did was grunt a bunch. And I thought uh, I, it was young Frankenstein. I thought it was Peter Boyle all dressed up. It was weird. Um, there's, there's nothing deep to talk about. Uh, with the pawn shop, but I'm, I want to open it up to questions. I know people sometimes have questions. So if you're listening to this and you have a question about the pawn shop, I'd be happy to answer it. Uh, might be easier than me trying to guess what you're thinking about with regard to that job. Uh, I think that if you're trying to run a pawnbroker uh, within your game setting, which I do, I, I make it known that there are pawnbrokers. Often people don't use it, but, um, I can see where they might. Uh, and certainly, I think uh, the one thing that your pawnbrokers should or could do, you know, I, I play, I try to play a fairly, not magic deficient, because that takes away some of the fun for some of the people. But I try to play a relatively low magic setting. And so in three sessions, um, they've got a couple, they, you know, they've dungeon delved this time, and they've got a couple of plus one um weapons and or armor pieces and they have some healing potions but nothing beyond that um i don't like to dole out too many and i'm certainly not a fan not a fan of uh the every town has a you know magic shop where you can go in and buy your magical items with your gold um i played in games like that certainly as a kid not a problem to find oh yeah there's a magic shop let me roll oh yeah mm. But I think the pawn shop is an excellent stand-in for the magic shop and, and far more realistic. And it sounds stupid to say realistic, but uh, it seems more reasonable or rational to me that uh, in a fairly large town, and certainly a city, there would be one or a number of pawnbrokers loaning to people and that they would be happy to write a loan against a magic item or two and certainly a more interesting uh, or hard-to-find mundane item and so that that pawnbroker can really stand in very nicely and i think with even more i don't know i think there's a more interesting ways to play it uh than the magic shop of course that's coming from a pawnbroker so obviously i have a perspective that you may not have again i encourage you you know hit me up with a message i'm happy to talk about anything uh, regarding pawnbroking, whether it be something you want to know about uh, real-world pawnbroking or what my thoughts are with regard to adding a pawnbroker to your fantasy game. I think I wrote a blog post about it on uh, uh, goblinstomper.blogspot.com. So you may be able to find uh, find some pawnbroking information there, but I'm happy to answer it here. Beyond that, not too much. You know, I was excited, excited about a couple things my son brought to my attention this week. Um, uh, you know, he, he games with a friend of his occasionally. He's very rarely a gamer. That's okay. I mean, he wants to be on the computer playing Minecraft or Fortnite. That's fine. Mm, sorry, coffee. But um, he brought to me attention my attention a couple things that he uh, did or wants to do this week or this weekend coming up when we're together again. Uh, he's having, he wants to have a friend come over and spend the weekend, which is fine. I know it's Mother's Day, and I'll go grab both those guys, bring them back, and bring them home before uh, their mothers notice they're missing, or hopefully their mothers enjoy their time gone. 
they wanted to go to, I have a very, very, I have a couple of favorite spots in Philly. I don't share them often, but I will. Please don't spread it around. Um, I don't read a lot of comics anymore, but I love going to comic book shops. And sometimes you find some interesting gaming stuff or miniatures or whatever at those places. So, and I've been going to one comic book shop that my cousin was kind enough to introduce me to many, many years ago. And it's a bit of a hidden gem here in Philadelphia. It's uh, Ontario Street Comics. And it is a massive, massive warehouse with the most interesting, nicest fellow running it, uh, Bill. And I, I, I would like to say that I consider myself a friend of Bill. I have known him a very long time. I imagine going on, got to be going on almost 20, 20 years now. Yeah, maybe more, 25 years. I don't know, a long time I've known Bill. And I love going there. And my son likes it there. And he's excited to share that place with a friend of his, Aiden. Uh, and again, they're not, I don't think they're giant comic heads, but I think that the place has a lot of character. It's a super interesting place. Um, and, uh, you know, he wants to, he wants to sort of, I don't know, you know, when you know a place and you want to tell your friend about it, you want to show it off. And that's, I know what he's thinking in his head and not far from there is my absolute favorite and secret and maybe soon not to be there bookstore, which I hope is not the case when we go down. I hope that it is still there and running and operating. It's been a bit of time since I've been there. And that is a, a bookstore, again, like a huge warehouse full of used books. I mean, uh, I, I, there are some gaming things there. Definitely. There are some interesting sort of ancient gaming things. There's also like loads of old ace paperbacks. And I mean, they have everything, anything you could possibly imagine uh, is in this place. It's uh, the Port Richmond bookstore run by uh, a lovely fellow who, again, I would like to consider a friend. I don't know him as long, but he's a super nice guy. His name is Greg. And uh, I don't think he'll mind me mentioning him to the 25 or so folks who are going to listen to this. Super hidden gems, guys. I mean, these are places that when they are gone, and like all things, they will someday be gone. They will tear a piece of me out. Like a part of my soul will be wrenched from my body and it will be a gaping black hole of emptiness that it is unlikely that anything else will be able to fill. I've had other places like this in my life, in places that I've lived, and when they are gone, you feel a sense of loss like you have lost a friend, like there there is a friend that is gone. I mean, hours and hours and hours spent at places just being, just being in them. And... So, so he wants to do that. The other thing that he, uh, he brought to my attention this week is that he has signed up for what they call TV studio at, at school, which I'm super excited about for him. Um, you know, as, as a photographer, I'm interested in anything sort of visual, uh, especially when it's shot through, through a camera and a lens. And he seems really excited about joining this TV club. I hope that it pans out. I hope it's something that he does ultimately gain a lot of interest in. Maybe he will find photography through something like videography. Uh, and certainly many of my cameras uh, are, are very good. Uh, the cameras that I own are very good um, at still photography as well as videography. So, you know, I'm sort of living vicariously a little through them, which is what we do with our kids, I think, on some level. You know, we get excited when they're excited about things we are interested in. And certainly this is something that interests me. So I'm curious and uh, excited to see where he goes with that. It's been a good week for him and a good week for me through him. Uh, I don't know if uh, I don't have a game this Wednesday. This is sort of an off week. So there probably won't be gaming again until Sunday night where I play. 
So I may not be back on again, uh, but I am planning to reach out to Celestian. I don't know if he's listening to this particular podcast, but I will be reaching out this week via email and see if we can schedule a time to maybe have a conversation because these next two weeks would be good times for uh, me to do that. I don't have games scheduled for this week and then only one next week. There's not a live game next Sunday. We have some scheduling issues. We won't be live gaming again until the weekend of Memorial Day weekend, the Sunday of Memorial Day weekend. So that's it. I hope the rest of your week rocks. I hope you do some gaming. Feel free to reach out, leave a message if you like. Uh, that's it. I'm out. I got to go broke some pawns. I got to go put a few shekels in the hands of the masses. I got to go tell a lot of people no. And uh, hopefully I got, there's one person they called yesterday and they I, they lost their stuff. I know they did. And it's never an easy conversation. It's never easy. So, all right. That was, that was a sad note to end on. Sorry. I ended on a sad note. Uh, have a great week. Do what you can to have a good time. Get some gaming in. Share. I'll talk to you guys later. Game on. Atomic Joints Activated.